strap your trusty blaster to your side. We welcome you back into the Falcon. You can take your rightful place in the passenger seat because we're about to travel through hyperspace. Chewie, we're home. Uh, so, uh, you know, droids don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose, but my co-host tends to do that. I'm going to have to uh, welcome the lovely rock and roll from the uh, San Francisco here in Itchdiff. Good night. How are you doing? Not She's I'm not the on. Wookiee with the cookies. Oh, oh, you're saying it's not, or Nightbug is saying it's not arms that I pull off. Yeah. Oh, it's I'll not readily, arms. Yeah, I'll readily admit that. He's right. <laughs> so I am Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative. My lovely co-host, as always, is Rock and Roll from San Francisco. And we're joined again by Nightbug. We missed you last week, man. Oh, you don't got to lie, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes, no, five seconds into the show, and already we have a, a Friday's reference. That's That's pretty, that's how we roll. There you go. Because I don't have any new sound bites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get on that. Yeah. We we got to have some <laughs> Age of Ultron sound bites. I don't know how, how how long it needs to be before we don't get sued, but there were so many good ones in there. Oh, oh man. <gasps> That's a great idea. Guess what? I'm going to go to the movies, and I'm going to bring my um, little recorder. Uh-huh. I'm going to do that. Thank you. Thank you for prompting me to do a criminal act. I appreciate that completely. You just like excuse to go and see Age of Ultron again, right? Third time in a row. That's right. You know, I, I've seen it twice now, and it just gets better and better every time, doesn't it? I just uh, it, can't get enough it of that movie. It absolutely does. I loved it. I love. I know there are some people who said it's good. It's just I don't. Yeah, you know, it's it's like all art. It's objective, and I I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed their their rapport. You know, it just when they weren't fighting, they were hilarious. Yeah, and sometimes even when they were. Yeah, they're still hilarious. <laughs> Language. Yeah, I, yeah. I must. You know, people are people have their different opinions, and everyone likes different things. But for me, uh, Marvel can do no wrong at the moment. I'm uh, certainly enjoying it. Oh, you know what? If I were DC, I, I know DC's waiting for this big Superman versus Batman thing. You know, that's whatever, dude. It's, it's you're putting all your eggs into that one basket, and that's all you've got. That's all you've had for how long? I'm sorry. DC is just lagging in comparison. Um, Marvel's just, Marvel's the king, and it knows it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they'll say, we got Suicide Squad. We got we got Leto with his Joker tattoos, and, yeah, all right. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah, yeah. <laughs> so talking of, talking of Marvel, our last show, <clears throat> what would Captain America do? It was, we had... Uh, our friends from Geekpile on there, um, and it was—I must say—you know—the the guys from Geekpile are very, um, very light-hearted guys. It's always a fun show with them on. Um, but last week, I actually thought it was incredibly insightful. Some of the stuff, especially um, Biff, who, right? Um, you know, is a little bit of a joker in the pack at times. And uh, man, that, some of the stuff that guy was coming out with was uh, was definitely worth a listen to. If you haven't heard that show, go back and. Uh, Check it out in the archives. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of uh, contentious things that came up on that show as well, mostly because of me and my big mouth. Um, uh, So we we had um, a story that we covered of something that was happening in the real-life superhero community where um, something that we found particularly offensive when we were talking about the topic of you know, what is heroic? What what do we think of as a hero? And we covered that as an example of, of pretty much the polar opposite of what was a hero. Um, 
But, you know, we, we, uh, over the last week there have been some developments on that. The person who was responsible for those actions has apologized. And you know what? I, I think people get very negative and, and very cynical in this day and age. And, and you know, they, they call bullshit on all sorts of things. But for me, I'll, I'll give anyone the chance to apologize and say I made a mistake. And uh, I'll, I'll give that person the benefit of a doubt every time. And... You know, if it comes back and it bites you later, it bites you later. But I'd rather have faith in humanity and uh, have a bit of optimism that people are good people. So, you know, for me, that closes the chapter on that piece, and uh, we can move on. Absolutely. I think I think some good came of that. So, you know, like yeah. you said, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and, and, and hope that, that, that whatever happened to prompt that um, apology, you know, within that person stays there. And and uh, causes them to only do good things from here up forward. Yeah, and you know what? Talking of good things, we had uh, another, you know, something of a complaint on the show last week of uh, someone who's been a long-time listener. And, and don't get me wrong, I I value our, our listeners, whether they be long-time or short short-term, uh, very very much. You know, without them, we're just pretty much having a phone call. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we need those guys, but uh, one of the complaints was that people tune into this show to hear optimistic, and they they want to hear about the good deeds that people are doing. They don't want to hear about drama and nitpicking and who said what about who. They, you know, with the person who who made the criticism, and they probably quite rightly said, look, I, I don't care what the background was behind this. I just don't care about it at all. I don't want to waste my waste my time listening to stories of this kind of drama. Um, and, you know, while I would agree, and I would say we certainly don't focus this show on personal differences in the real-life superhero community. Um, however, I think when bad things happen, we're going to cover them. And it's, you know, life's unfortunately not rosy and, and constantly about uh, all the great things that we're doing. Um, there are challenges and you know, we're only human, we talk about them, and, and I kind of think talking about challenges and talking about how we're overcoming those challenges is is part of what we do. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, steep, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it real. <laughs> That's absolutely. all I want to say about that Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and honestly, if we were going to keep it all happy optimistic, we would never bring up things like the possibility, uh, you know, we'd never have a show about self-defense and, and the realities of what can happen to you without knowing how to defend yourself. We wouldn't have shows about, you know, emergency prep based on the belief that something can and will happen when you don't expect it. So, yeah, you know, optimism is true. And and to clarify, in case that person who said that to you was, was in a roundabout way saying, don't let's not talk drama, you know what, and I'll stand by this. I don't believe any was talked out of the context of the topic of the show. I believe that we were, you know, talking about what uh, what was heroic and what wasn't. And we found the actions of a person who um, is a big profile in the real-life superhero community. You know, we found that these actions weren't heroic, and we called them out. And uh, whether you believe that was right or not, uh, since then there's been a public apology from that person and a a promise to um, not have any more negativity or you know to to do what they did before to to make us call them out. So some good came of it. So sorry, you know there's going to be we're going to keep it real, like Spectre said. It's pretty real as it is right now. 
Yeah, you know, we, we, we're not actively involved in drama and bullshit and oh. <laughs> that side of things. We don't seek that kind of thing out. We, nope. You know, if anything, we try to divorce ourselves from that side of the uh, quote-unquote community and, and just focus on what's real and what's actually happening in the real world and the, the good that we can actually have. Um, however, on the other side, you know, if we get dragged into it, we get dragged into it, and we're not going to shy away from that. So uh, Absolutely there not. There you uh, go. Uh, and, so, you know... We are, I just realized we keep talking about this community. We keep talking about, uh, and some people who are listening, first-time listeners, may be going, what the hell are you people talking about? What community? (laughs) What community are you talking? There's a community. So, um, yeah, do you want to let them know what kind of community we're we're discussing here? I guess we probably should. Um, I know. We are part of a group called the Hero Initiative Group, which is essentially a banding together of local teams of community activists who we we cover a whole bunch of a uh, whole multitude of sins, I guess, everything from homeless outreach to safety patrols to free martial arts seminars to uh, preparedness events, um, really anywhere where we see <clears throat> a need in our communities for uh, volunteers to step in and, and help to make things better. Um, you know, whether that's clearing up garbage in a in a kid's park or just, you know, feeding a homeless guy who's starving on the streets. Uh, as as big or small as those things need to be, we'll, we'll step in and help out. Um, and, you know, we are part, I guess, loosely part of a, a wider community that's known by the media as being real-life superheroes. And, um, you know, whether we want to be called real-life superheroes or not, it certainly is a... Um, a name and an image and, and uh, an identity that, that um, speaks volumes for the community and, and has, um, <laughs> has some positive and some negative connotations. But for better or worse, that's, you know, that's something we're identified with as well. You know, I've been seeing that more people, if, if this were two years ago, people, real-life superhero, what? what are you talking about? Now, if I say that, have you ever heard of real-life superheroes? There's always someone in the group who says, I have. I know who that you know I know what they do that's pretty cool and I love it it's it's slowly but surely you know growing in uh popularity and like you said for better or for worse um and I like the fact that just this past weekend we uh the female group the superheroines initiative got together for the SF Porch Fest and the uh Wonder Women and Super Heroes art exhibit and reception and the really neat thing about that is just because we had capes on, just capes, not really more of a superhero outfit, um, people were coming up to us wondering, you know, what's going on? What's this about? People love this whole superhero persona, the ideal. Um, like Biff was talking about last week, what would Captain America do? You know, it, it's an ideal, and uh, people need that. There's so much crap going on right now that to see someone in a cape, you you really hope that they're doing something good. And then you go up and talk to them and find out they are. And how encouraging is that? How much does that restore your faith in humanity? So I, I, I don't mind the super, real-life superhero title at all. I really don't. As long as we keep doing stuff to, to earn that title, to be worthy yeah, of it. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. As you say, it's, it's becoming so much more widespread. We had um, a few weeks ago, we had the... 
professional cosplayer Eric the Smoke Moran on the show, and we were talking to him about this, and, and the first thing he said was, yeah, yeah, a couple of my friends are real-life superheroes. And like, uh, you know, how, how often does that happen when <clears throat> something's so underground and niche and people say, yeah, yeah, I know people who do that, you know, like it's playing racquetball or something, you know? Right. <laughs> So uh, I think it is. And and actually, funnily, you know, the next guest we had on the next week, uh, Mike from Toxic Radio, which was both of those were awesome shows. If people want to go back and listen on the archive, they were very entertaining. Um, But, yeah, one of the things Mike said at the very end of the show was um, he lives his life by the ethos. Uh, If if your life was a book and people looked through that book, how would those chapters look? You know, are they boring? Are they, you know, the same repeated thing over and over again? Or is there a, a rich tapestry of your life that you're telling through that book? Um, and, you know, I think the kind of people you meet through the real-life superhero movement um, are, are typically the kind of people who have a very, very rich and interesting book, where, whether it's, at, you know, positive, optimistic things or the, the rough times that they've been through. They are typically extremely interesting people who want to do a hell of a lot of good for their communities. So uh, certainly, in, you know, in to, whether, whether we want to be called real-life superheroes or not is one thing, but my take on it is call us whatever you like because, holy crap, I've met some uh, pretty cool people through this uh, through this line of work. Oh, man, right? Absolutely. There have been times when I wanted to walk away from the online community, you know, the Facebook part of the real-life superhero type of uh, drama and such, but I don't. Because that's ridiculous. If I had, you know, all those years ago when I first wanted to, when I got discouraged by it, the disheartened by all the drama, um, I I stayed with it and I'm glad I did because some people that I consider to be family, like my co-host, uh, I met through the online community and... Um, you know, we like he said earlier, we we try to divorce ourselves from a lot of that drama. But, you know, sometimes we get pulled in, but uh, otherwise, if everybody's out there too busy to do, you would tell who's really trying to live like like Captain America. I'm gonna bring that up again because they're they're usually too busy doing things to sit and take part in all of the bickering. So uh, that's like us last weekend. I didn't miss Facebook at all. Because we were out there uh, doing good things with the community in San Francisco, wearing a cape, which was a lot of fun. I had a lot yeah, of fun. I think you had maybe just enough time to post your pictures. Yeah, I had just enough time on Facebook to post pictures. <laughs> hey, check this out! Look how silly we look. It's so much fun. <laughs> we we saw Nightbug out there as well, hanging with the ladies in the mask. That was uh, that was pretty cool. That's the smartest place to be. Think about it. All hanging right. out with the ladies. Yep, in the mask. Love yeah. that mask. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of hanging out, uh, our topic for tonight, in in case you're a first-time listener, we, you know, like he said, we're part of this real-life superhero community, and we like to um, keep ourselves keep ourselves with our fingers on the pulse of what's going on uh, event-wise in the community, and... Um, that's a fun place to be because then you know where you get to gather. It's it's not easy to find as as much as I think this this uh, this movement is gaining momentum. It's still not easy to find someone in your hometown who's a real life superhero. So you know, usually you have to drive to you could drive to San Diego, which is the the site of Project Hope, the once a year you know um, big community outreach event for real life superheroes. But that's it. That's all there is. 
So um, tonight's show is about the upcoming, we call them summer blockbusters, the things that are happening this summer in the real-life superhero community um, for real-life superheroes to gather, you know, together, and supporters. So if you're not a real-life superhero, you know, listening in, you know, and you're not interested in becoming one, if you have a mind for charity or a heart that's, you know, wondering what to do, because you're generous but don't know where to start, listen in anyway to the rest of the show because we've got so many events coming up. In fact, there's probably one that will come very close to your area if things go well. So and to throw in as well, if, you're, uh, if you fancy um, interacting with us tonight, you can join us <clears throat> in our Blog Talk radio chat room on the, on the radio page. If you scroll down to the bottom, it's right there. And as always, we have Geek Pile and we have Titus Lupus who we uh, – Certainly appreciate joining us every single week without fail. It's very cool to have you guys back again. Um, and you can also, if you want to call in old school and speak to us on the phone, no, nobody really does, right? Everyone everyone wants to be uh, digital in this day and age. But if you do want to uh, be on the radio with us and, uh, and chat to us, you can call in on area code 347-326-9827. So that's... Three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. If you want to give us a call, and there you go. Thank you. So it, it's funny what you were just saying about Project Hope, and, and you know that it's one of the only ways that you can really get to meet uh, you know decent sized groups of people and, and, and start to network a little bit. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges of getting into the real life superhero movement, especially if if you're just getting in off of your own back, you know, you're not doing it because you've got friends or a boyfriend or whatever who's doing it. You know, you've just decided you want to do this. You create your persona. You just, you know, decide how you how you want to help out. And then, how do you meet new people? And you know, one of the problems I found both when I was trying to do this in the UK, and then and then as soon as I moved to New York, I guess nearly five years ago now. Um, was the kind of people you meet. You meet many, many people who are all talk. You know, there's, there's lots of kids out there who create their own superhero persona, and they put it on Facebook, and really they don't do anything from that point on. And I'm sure they had all the good intentions of the world of doing a ton of stuff, but they didn't execute it. And, you know, you, you get plagued by people like that who, who say they want to meet up, then, then they just they just no-show and, um, you know, being able to sort, I guess, the wheat from the chaff and, and find the people who, you know, are really active out there is, is really challenging. Um, and similarly, you might find people who appear to be active and they, they talk a good game, but when it comes to actually meeting up and doing a real event, they don't turn up as well, and, you know, which is just as bad as the first type. Um, so, you know, I, I think being able to network with other, with other RLSH people um, and, and just, you know, the more people you meet, the more you hear about other active people. So the whole thing kind of snowballs. And, and it's it's almost like, you know, getting into a secret club and seeing, you know, seeing the other members' secret handshakes or something. You know, it's uh, as soon as you start to meet a few people, the rest of them kind of come out of the woodwork. Yeah, definitely. Um, they bring their friends in and... And then you've got, you know, a bigger group to go and hang out with and, and do all these good deeds with. So just finding a couple in your area is really important. And we're hoping to help with that today. So uh, I guess that begs the question then of what exactly is going on this summer. So you mentioned hope already. And 
You know, I, I've never been to Hope, and I'm kind of hoping I may be able to wing it and get out there this year, at least for the day itself. Um, but, you know, maybe you could explain, you know, what, where Hope came from and, and exactly what, what happens. So if you join the real-life superhero community um, or have friends in it, the, the one thing that if you're in it for at least a week, uh, you will hear about Project Hope. And that's because right now it's the longest running and uh, biggest event so far. Um, it, and and like I said, when when you're trying to whatever you're doing, whether you're doing homeless outreach or whether you're walking the streets at night patrolling by yourself, you get really hungry for other you know for company. You really do for somebody to talk to about. That's why a lot of people turn to the online community because they can't tell their friends about this. The ones who haven't, you know, come out of the phone booths, as we like to say here, um, you know, they don't have anybody to talk to about this because they know how crazy it sounds. Oh, I wear a costume and I go out and do this stuff. You know, your friends look at you funny. Um, Or maybe they won't, depending on who your friends are. But Project Hope is the one place you can count on to find a ton of other people just like you. And when I say a ton, really, it hasn't been more than 55 yet. So to us, that's a ton. When you can't find even one or two other people in your area, to suddenly find 55 people who are dressed in costume and going out to spend the day with you uh, doing good deeds, that's, that's, that is a huge um, event. Now, Hope started in 2010 when um, there it's, it's and Hope actually stands for Homeless Outreach Program Effect. Um, it happened during San Diego Comic Con 2010. Uh, there was a little team of real life superheroes led by San Diego's own Mr. Extreme. And if you've seen the HBO documentary, it's on Netflix right now, Superheroes, you will see Mr. Extreme. He's pretty much the focus of that, that uh, documentary. Um, anyway, he he put got together a group of people, and there were seven at the time, um, Mr. Extreme, Thanatos, uh, Vigilante Spider, Good Samaritan, DC's Guardian and Razorhawk and um, Urban Avenger. They all got together and um, took out some food and water to San Diego's homeless population. Uh, they were there for the Comic-Con anyway, and they wanted to meet up. And they said, hey, let's go do this outreach and just give out some food and water. And they really were moved by the way that they were received and um, just how cool it felt to be you know, among other, you know, like-minded individuals that they decided to have another one the next year, July Comic Con. And the next year is actually the year that Nightbug and I first uh, joined with them. And that was, that's what they call the uh, first official HOPE event um, And in 2011. And that one was, I mean, they had people from around the country and they gave away backpacks, hygiene products, weather protection, socks, food, and water. And there were 35 people there. And um, we helped uh, about 600 people that first year. Wow. So, yeah. And it was it was so – after spending a few hours with these people 
and getting to know them, you felt like you had just met old friends. It was like you said, you know, they're so interesting and, and they, they all want to do the same thing. At the core, everybody wants to do the same thing, which is help their community. Um, and then in 2012, uh, we did it again. And this time it grew to 48 real-life superheroes. Um, and doing the same thing, giving stuff away. And and the way that we get all these these uh, items to give out, because we always count on giving out at least 200 backpacks full of items, sunscreen, you know, um, what else do we have in there? Toothbrushes, toothpaste, hygiene products, everything. So we always count on giving away 200. But we always end up with more. The way we get that is is through um, uh, some donations, but mostly it's real-life superheroes bringing in their own supplies, you know, out of their own pocketbooks. So um, it's pretty cool because we save up to do this every year. And in 2013, our crew grew to uh, 55 people. And in 2014, last year, I don't how many people did we have? It had to be maybe right under 50. But we're doing that again this year because there's no way we'd stop now. You know, we have to keep doing this. It's it's something that people plan for all year long. This one is on Friday, July 10th. So if you're going to be in town for Comic-Con anyway, you should just grab a cape. And you don't even have to wear a cape. You should just join us. We always... Um, are just a mile away from San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, if you're listening right now and you want to get in on this, just seriously go to um, hopesyndicate.com, hopesyndicate.com for more info, or you can go to Project Hope for RLSH. If you put that in your search bar um, for Facebook, let us know that you want to be a part of it, and then we'll give you all the info you know that you need. And figure out a way to get you to join us. But that's coming up on Friday, July 11th, and we hope to get a few hundred um you know, backpacks full of food, clothing and such. And I tell you what, walking around in the heat in a costume carrying a couple backpacks does not sound like fun, does it? But you know what? Having been there, this is going on our 5th year, 5 years in a row, it's so much fun because you got all these awesome people trying to be heroes walking around with you. People stare at you. They give you the thumbs up. The people receiving everything, they give you a, you know, a, a big thank you and a, you know, a God bless you. And they tell you just about their lives. And it's so much fun. The camaraderie is, is unequaled. You know, I've been part of a lot of groups in my life, but, but the, the way that it moves your heart that day, there's nothing that compares to it. So. Yeah, and you know, I, I would say the same um, in, in any homeless outreach event, but obviously it's, it's amplified by by the sheer number of people that you, you're meeting out there. But uh, like you say, you know, I, I think maybe people who haven't done this kind of thing before assume that um, you know maybe all homeless people are drug addicts or alcoholics, or you know that, that maybe there's a, a very easy answer that explains why they are where they are and you know and that they're probably one dimensional characters and you know you, if if you feel that way about homeless people um you couldn't be more wrong but the more you get involved with helping them 
the more you learn about their lives, um, it, it's it's heartbreaking at times, but also um, it, it's a connection on on a very very human level with people who have just been through some really hard times, um, but who absolutely appreciate everything in life you know the smallest things that they can possibly get you know i had a guy a couple of weeks ago almost in tears because i gave him a bar of soap and a razor and he hadn't been able to wash in four weeks and and wow. you know, he told me about the challenges of trying to get a job and so on and and you know there's something i'm going to publish on facebook later actually as well a, a narrative from a book i read about how <clears throat> how um when you fall into homelessness, it almost becomes a full-time job, and that you know, and, and it kind of talks through the things that you do as a homeless person that fill up your day, and you know, just the challenges of being on your feet all day, and and the uh, you know the hardships that people endure, and and it, it it really you know that plus actually meeting these people really opened my eyes to the fact that you know there are no easy answers. People can be as glib as they like and say get a job, but. Uh, it's not as easy as all of that. So, uh, you know, like you say, just being able to spend a weekend with you know, with the, the people in those conditions, uh, there, there's nothing like it. There, there's something very, very good for your soul about doing that, I think. It, it, it's absolutely, it feels like you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. That's That's what it feels like to me, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, if it's... If you feel like you're doing the absolute right thing, there's, you know, um, I, I try to liken it to, to being, like I said, being on the right path and, and uh, not even questioning, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah, I, just from the depths of my soul, it feels like I'm supposed to be doing this. And that's what those homeless outreaches feel like. Yeah, and, you know, I've got to say on a slightly more embarrassing note, uh, there's also a video promoting Project Hope at the moment, right? <laughs> you, you pretty much strong armed me into uh, being a part of. Jeez Louise! I, I yeah, for a second it slipped my mind. Yes, there is. Uh, a couple months ago, I had asked um, RLSH community to submit a um, any video showing them dancing or lip syncing to um, Bruno Mars's uh, Uptown Funk song. And what do you know? We got quite a few videos submitted, and they were all edited together for a video to to promote Project Hope. And um, it's pretty hilarious. If you go on YouTube and type in real-life superheroes dancing to promote Project Hope, that's a long title. But if you put in real-life superheroes dancing, that that'll you know bring it up. That'll bring up it's, it's the video. Long, so. It's a long video. <laughs> it feels like it goes on forever, at least on the pieces that have me done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you know what, you guys? Look for the guy with the long red hair in there uh, with a mask, kind of Thor looking, and tell me if it's not like one of the funnest parts of the video. So, yeah, be quiet, Spectre. You did great. <laughs> he did. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to watch that video after we get off of the air here today, so. Okay. I'm so, uh, yeah, and if people if people watch it and enjoy it, you know, donate something to Project Hope, whether it's your time, whether it's, you know, a couple of dollars to to help fund some supplies or whether you actually want to send some supplies in. There's always something that we need, um, and we would be very, very grateful for whatever help you could offer us. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, and if you think, oh, God, $5, I feel so cheap. No, dude, you know what we can get with $5? That's five more of anything, five more toothbrushes, five more toothpaste, five more, you know, little bottles of sunscreen, five more lip balms, five pairs of socks. Uh, it's important. So don't don't think that, you know, whatever you give isn't enough. It's definitely enough. And you know what, as well, I think, you know, it's worth mentioning that for any of these events that we're going to talk about tonight, we we don't inc- you know we don't uh, claim any expenses back for anything you know so there there are, there are no running costs to the hero initiative group or if there are they're costs that we eat ourselves you know we uh, so so literally every penny every item that's donated to us 100% of it goes to help the homeless people or the charities that we're we're working to help you know we if there are any costs at all, if there's travel costs, if there's, you know, whatever, accommodation costs, then we cover that ourselves out of our own pockets. And, yep. you know, we, we're we more than happy with that. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at the list of uh, uh, things that we have. What what else are we – oh, you know, speaking of uh, hope – it, and if you can't make it to San Diego, see, that's the thing. If, if someone's listening, and you know what? I hate to tell you, there are hundreds and hundreds of RLSH out there. And you know what I see every couple weeks before Hope and every couple weeks after when all the pictures start posting up, I hear the same thing. I wish I could have come. I can't afford it. Yeah, that's expensive. It is. Getting a ticket out there, getting somewhere to stay, that sucks. You know, it's like we're barely all scraping by. And we we take what we have to try to buy, you know, um, homeless supplies in our own towns. How the heck are we going to afford plane tickets and and hotel fare to go out to Hope? You know what? You don't have to. There are other events coming up in your area that uh, can allow you to join in the camaraderie um, of the day, of the weekend, without having to be there with everyone else. and one of those events is called Signs of Hope. The Signs of Hope was born from that very need to have something closer to um, to have something closer to your own hometown. Uh, Signs of Hope was something that that uh, people started doing because they couldn't make it to Project Hope, but they wanted to be part of this big weekend of giving um, and and charity and outreach so signs of hope stands for superheroes initiative giving network and um it was a collaboration between um superheroes and and our group that used to be called the initiative so superheroes initiative giving network and we tried to encourage people to uh set up their own outreach day uh, on the same day that Project Hope happened, and for several other uh, dates during the year, and it worked. We had people in 21 different states doing different um, outreach events. You need whether it's cleanup, whether it was giving out you know supplies, or whether it was just giving a friendly ear to um, some homeless in the area that day. We had uh, 21 states take part in that and uh, we hope to do the same this year for the weekend of Project Hope so if you're curious about that just you can we'll post up links to all this stuff um, afterwards 
as we usually do. And um, signs of hope, all you have to do is ask us, how do I get started? What do I do? And we'll be happy to help you, happy to help you out so that you can have your own real-life superhero experience of outreach that day. And you know what as well? One thing I was going to throw out when we're talking about hope and signs of hope is none of this is really affiliated with any particular team, with any particular group. It's all it's all pretty much 100% open to anyone who wants to be involved. And, you know, there, there was a, a kind of a tradition that developed, unfortunately, within the real-life superhero movement of, uh, I guess, voids kind of opening up between different groups for whatever reason, normally just personal differences as... You know, it happens. Um, but really, hope and signs of hope is where all of that goes by the wayside and people cooperate for essentially the greater good, um, which, you know, is exactly how it should be. And, you know, personally, I, I hope that that's the direction we're going in for more and more things. You know, I, I think it should be less around, you know, what so-and-so's team is doing and more around what the, the real-life superhero community as a general overarching group is doing um, and you know, because you get economies of scale, and, and as you said earlier, the the ability to network, the ability to um, to, to you know just be able to collaborate on these bigger events, um, just means that everybody benefits. And you know, kind of putting the drama and the bullshit aside for a minute, it's, uh, it, it's yep. certainly a good thing. Absolutely, thank you very much. That's right. Because when we all start working together, like on the day of Project Hope, everybody just enjoys themselves. They don't care what team you're on. We're just all there together. We're one big group, you know. Um, oh, and speaking of one big group and people joining together in teams, we have someone on, on hold that I'd like to bring on right now who is uh, – He's a. we met him at Project Hope 2013, and, and since then he's felt like a, a, a brother from another mother in Utah – and let's see, is this working? Let me bring him on here. And I believe that would be Mr. Travis Heisel of the Utah Legacy Initiative. Am I correct, sir? Hello, hello. Ah, there we go. Hello. Right. Hola. How are you today? I am so sorry I missed you last week, but look, I'm here today. That's right. Hey, That's good to have there. you on, Travis. Welcome. <laughs> We don't care. Get, you know, just come in whenever you feel like, Travis. You got an open invitation. You know that. Oh, you don't yeah. ask me. I just come and go as I please. Right? You, you would have uh, you would have struggled <laughs> to get a word in edgeways last week anyway. It was uh, oh, it was God. a full-on geek out. Yeah, you know Biff and Danimator. They don't shut up for two seconds. They're worse than me. Oh, yeah. Get them going. It's like, it's yep. like, like a couple of hens in the, in the hen house. Right? Clucking yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of speaking of, because uh, Travis, we met you at the the very uh, let's see that that like the Legacy Initiative came out. Members of the Legacy Initiative came out in 2013, and it was so cool to meet this guy that we'd been talking to online for months, you know, and find out that he's actually even cooler in person and not some weirdo that you you know got to kind of walk away from. So <laughs> I'll stop it. I'm just the kind of weirdo that you walk up to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, he makes homemade beer, so you know. I, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I love that he bruises up. It's pretty cool. But Travis, we're talking about you know things that are coming up this year, and there is. Thank you for being here because you're reminding me that there is. Hope is usually only one day, 
but this year there are two events. There's a there's um the big event on Friday and then a smaller but but just as effective event on Saturday, right? Yeah, day one and day two. So uh to spread it out so more people can participate, we're gonna be down there anyway and we have the means and ability, so why not have two events? Exactly. And you know what Travis Travis's team, um, I got to tell you, the first Hope they came out to, the 2013 Hope, how many burritos did you guys bring? Because they bring bean and cheese burritos, oh, warm we did, and wrapped. Um, oh, man. 1,100? We did 1,100. Yeah, it was, it was a bit too much. It was insane. We, it was awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have very good intel on, on what to expect there, and we came out a little heavily armed. Yeah, but you know what? There were people who were starving out there, and giving them two, three burritos each, man, that was you. Seriously, you probably fed them for like you know the whole day, you know, day yeah. and a half. Yeah, and and that's that's amazing. It really, and you know what? I at first I was going, oh, these look so good. I want one because after two or three hours out there, I was like, I want one, but I don't want to take food. You know, away, I don't want to take one away from someone who's, who needs it more. And, and what do you usually so, tell your teammates? We we tell every We make extra on purpose, and we encourage all of our teammates and volunteers to eat. Uh, it provides a measure of comfort for those that we serve. There's a lot of horror stories of really sick, depraved people that do terrible things to people. And so a lot of the people we serve are, are cautious and nervous about uh, receiving food. Uh, from people they don't know. And so for them to see how are people eating the same burritos we're giving out, it gives them that, that measure of comfort and puts them at ease. Well, and what is you know, it's, we are, we're hungry too. And if you can't, you've got to help yourself in order to help others. Yup. And damn, those burritos are so good. I'm not going to lie. They were so good. And, you know, I'm going to have another one when we're out there. That's all there is to it. Bug is nodding it. Yep, he's like, "Yep, we're gonna be eating while we're handing out." I, had, I think I had three. That you day. had three of them? Oh my. Okay, there is a limit though, Bug. Okay. There were a thousand. That's true. There were a thousand burritos. They were never gonna go away. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really good because bean and cheese doesn't sound all exciting, but they put they make their own beans. Okay, so they don't get them out of a can. Um, and they then they put this. Uh, the, you guys have the green green sauce, right? The uh, just mm-hmm. a little bit of it, just a little bit of it. There, it's like magic. <laughs> it really is. I know. We develop our own recipe. Yep. Yep. See, so um, we're talking about, and I'm glad Travis is on here, Specter, because Travis and I were chatting the other night about another event coming up. Um, coming up in July. Mighty Masked Mile. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about that event, dude. I can't even tell you. <laughs> and, we're, uh, um, we're actually going to have to push hours back a couple weeks just because we have so much going on over here. Uh, yeah. To be able to pull it off, we're going to have to move ours back. I've still got to confirm with the team and set a date. We'll be getting it done pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, but be ready to see us start promoting and pushing that. Reason. I just this week my workload's rather full. If you follow my social media, you all see what I'm up to and what our what our team's doing. So once we get past this week, then we'll start hitting that pretty hard. Right. 
Right. Now, um, Spectre, would you like to let our lovely listening audience know what the Mighty Mask Smile is? Because I believe that real-life superhero or not, they can take part in this one and they'd probably have a blast. Yeah, really. So, so the idea here is that we do a charity, a charity walk, a one-mile walk. So it's not, it's not strenuous. It's not a race. It's just literally a one-mile walk um, with as many as people, as many people as want to in costume. Um, I must admit, everybody I talk to wants desperately to come in costume. Some more elaborate than others. Um, and, and really, there's no theme on the costume. You could be a Jedi, you could be a Trekkie, you could be, you know, you could be a superhero, you could be a villain. Um, <clears throat> whatever floats your boat. I mean, we, I know we've got Jedi coming, we've got Catwoman signed up, we've got just a whole bunch of, of random characters. And uh, yeah, the idea is that we're going to stagger this uh, this mass mile um, event across cities. We, we've got a, a, an event signed up in London already. Uh, we've got New York, we've got uh, Salt Lake City in Utah, we've got uh, Seattle, we've got um, San Diego and San Francisco. So the idea is that you know within a within a couple of weeks we'll be staggering this event across these cities, and uh, and and just having a huge group of people uh, walking in costume through these cities for charity with 100% of the profits uh, or 100% of the proceeds, I should say, going to charity. Um, and, you know, it blows my mind already. Within New York, we, we've started to design the route, and we're going to start off in uh, the Bethesda Fountain, the, the fountain from that people know from Ghostbusters uh, in Central Park. And we're going <laughs> nice. to yeah, be walking down to Times Square um, and around the Empire State Building and ending up at the New York Public Library in Bryant Park. So we're just going to be doing a mile through these great landmarks in New York. Um, we're seeking uh, permission from some of the parks to make it uh, above board at the moment. Um, but just, you know, the idea that there's going to be a crazy crew of people dressed up in, in the nuttiest costumes um, and, and that, uh, you know, we're going to generate hopefully thousands and thousands of dollars for uh, for charity. Um, and certainly our, our chosen charity is the... Um, Within the New York area is the St. Jude's uh, Cancer Research Hospital, which uh, does incredible work for uh, for children with cancer, whether it's uh, uh, everything from uh, actual cancer research to find a cure to <clears throat> to treatment and palliative care as well. So, um, you know, we, we're really, really excited about this event on our side. Dude, have you been thinking about your route, Travis? I've got a few ideas. <laughs> it, uh, we've got to. We'll have to talk to some city officials and bounce off the team. We've got to get out and measure some routes. I have a few, a few ideas in mind. It's, uh, yeah, that's we're going to really part. hype the heck out of it over here. So, be yeah, ready. because you know, a whole mile of people walking in masks—that's pretty rad. You know, um, I've got to figure out how to incorporate the Golden Gate, you know, bridge into this one without actually having to walk the bridge because. You know, in San Francisco, it could be cold and windy and yucky, and so, and I don't want to have a bunch of masked people walking the bridge who might cause accidents. I mean, think about that. If you're driving and you see this whole, you know, group of crazy, yeah, right. I don't want to be. Oh, that's the last one they ever had. They just caused too many accidents. So, you know, um, we're gonna have to figure it out. But the Golden Gate Bridge has got to be part of it somehow. Just not sure how. Well, what's the name of that park underneath the Golden Gate Bridge? Is it Chansey Park or something? Uh, that... Yeah, yeah, there's something right there. So maybe, you know, near there and just to have the bridge in the background or something cool like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, we got the Golden Gate. You know, you were talking about Jedi. So far, we've got the uh, Golden Gate Knights Lightsaber Academy is joining us. So you're going to have all these Jedi. <laughs> and I, nice. I'm torn. Right? I'm torn. I don't know whether to bring my – because I'm part of that, uh, that lightsaber. <laughs> you don't know if you're going to go Jedi or Sith. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be Jedi, Sith, or if I'm going to be real-life superhero with a cape. I'm so confused right now, but it'll... You, uh, it's a, what's that? You need a guitar that need, looks like a lightsaber. I need a guitar that looks like a... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that's going to be... See, that's the thing, people. We're telling you, you can wear whatever you want. So, you know, we're also trying to get the Mandalorian Mercs. Um, we heard that they said yes, so they're going to make sure that they can do the date. Otherwise, like Travis, we'll have separate dates um, for groups that can't make it on the date, which is one of the weekends. The starting weekend is July 18th. There will be other weekends added um, so that we can accommodate more groups of people because the whole point is to get as many people as we can and to get you know funds for charity. So... Um, we won't have it just that weekend, but that will be the, the, the kickoff weekend. And maybe there'll be some friendly competition to see is, you know, to who's got the most people or who's got the most crazy costumes or I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or who, Bring it who on, deals, guys. Who, yeah, right, who deals <laughs> with the worst weather. I don't know. There's, you know, there's a lot of fun things that we can do. So. Well, yeah, um, you know what? In, over here in New York, we just had the uh, the New York Jedi team sign up for, uh, and we, we've got a few people from there who are really interested in being involved. So I think we're going to have our own troop of uh, New York-style Jedi. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we also <laughs> just had confirmed this week um, there's a group who run an event called the Central Park Cosplay Day, uh, which started off last year. Um, and this was just a, an individual person who decided, I want to have my own cosplay event in Central Park. It's not, you know, it's not a Comic-Con. It's just people dressing up in cosplay for the sake of dressing up. Um, and she she arranged this whole event herself. She had it all. She actually had uh, insurance that she signed up for from the from the local authorities for this event because uh, you know the, it was so well attended that she needed it to be insured as well. Um, and did all the research and all the legality behind it. And she's been hugely helpful in giving me advice um, in, in terms of, of running this. Um, but she's she's actually uh, kind of uh, giving uh, putting out the feelers in terms of uh, getting other cosplayers involved. So I I think from the New York side we're probably going to have some pretty extravagant costumes here that uh, could be a lot of fun <laughs> to watch. Well, I know somebody who's going to be Batman. <laughs> yes, he's laughing. Yeah, he I think that. we'll have uh, all of the Gothamites will be represented with us. Gothamites. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That sounds awesome, the Gotham. That's right. You've got you've got already you've got Catwoman, uh mm-hmm. and uh Joker and Harley, right? And we've got yeah. a really great Nightwing, we've got a Red Hood. Really? Wow. You guys got, now you know what you we've need. Got the flash and we've got a new crazy our cosplay team's growing. Sweet. Sweet. You got to get that penguin, man. Get somebody who's like Danny DeVito penguin, you know, that'd be hilarious. Oh, creepy. Right? I know <laughs> that was creepy. So, and then I think with uh, Spectre, man, if you get that that team on board, the uh, the ones you're talking about, New York Cosplay Day, wow! Mm. Can you imagine all the different uh, costumes you'll see that day? Yeah, the bar for this event. Man, I, I'm I'm not right. 
anime and kind of manga fan in the world, but holy crap, when you look at their photos, like the level of detail they go to on the costumes, it's it's like they are something out of an anime TV show. And, uh, you know, just the thought of people in that in that kind of crazy, extravagant costume just walking down to Times Square around the Empire State Building and, you know, ending up in Bryant Park just uh, blows my mind a little bit. Plus, you know, along with a host of Jedi and superheroes and, you know, people, <laughs> our locals like Dark Guardian involved as well, you know, it, uh, it, it's going to be a fun event. I can't wait. You know, I'll be honest, I, I hope I win the lotto between now and then because the hardest thing for me is going to be not wanting to book a flight to go to Utah for theirs, to go to New York for theirs. You know, I, Can you imagine how cool that would be? You know, just visiting everybody's walk and walking with them. Man. Oh, wow. I'm telling, telling well, you, you know I, what, I gotta, what I want to do actually is video blog the whole thing from, from each area and then, and then splice it together. And, you know, as, as much as... Um, It'll be awesome to see other people's events, showing the whole thing from start to finish as like one big, crazy as crap video stream. <laughs> would uh, would be a lot of fun, right? And then you know, for the people who can't be there, who live in an area where there's not something going on, then uh, you know, it gives them a chance to to feel that they're part of it as well. Oh, GoPros, right? GoPros, won't that be cool if you uh, yeah. upload? Yeah, I know, I know, Travis, you've got a GoPro, don't you? Uh, Ted's got a, go- a GoPro. We've got, oh gosh, we've got a handful of different cameras. So, yeah, we've got that. It's just a uh, matter of remembering to record when you're in the excitement of it all. Yeah. I, you know, I, if you're like me, I get caught up in all the fun of it, you know, and forget to, to do things like document. Yeah, but you know what? You're living the moment, so it's okay. Just make sure that, yeah, if you assign <laughs> one person... Then that'll be fine, you know. So um Yeah. 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 Um you know, I tell you, the the exciting thing for me about that, like I said, is uh is encouraging people to come dressed the way they want to. Because sometimes that's you know, people just want to go somewhere just so they can wear their new costume, whatever it may be. And um, they may not even be into the charity part of it. They may not be into the walking one mile part, but they might just be into the, I get to wear this cool costume that I've been holding on to. I have tons of friends with awesome costumes. They got nowhere to wear them. Now they do. So this will be fun. What, did we lose Spectre? Where's Spectre? Where's my co Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I was, oh, okay. just, I was daydreaming about the mouse mile then. I was, <laughs> I was in the full on. <laughs> drooling over what it's going to be like. So uh, I know. Yeah, I, you know, if, I guess if people want to want to know more, there's a Mighty Mouse Mile page on on Facebook, which is pretty much at the moment our hub for for all things Mouse Mile. Um, and there are events created on there for the for the current dates, uh, for the current cities that we have signed up. And um, there's going to be a lot more coming out there within the next week or so as we as we start to firm up the details and we have you know more and more people involved and. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, media attention on this going forward as well in terms of local media in, in the, the local cities where we're doing this. So, you know, keep an eye on that uh, on that Mighty Mouse Mile Facebook page. Just like it and, and follow it. And, uh, you know, we'll keep you in the loop as to uh, where we're doing things and when so that you can get involved if you're around. Oh, yeah, that's a really important point that we're we're kind of leaving out. Does this sound like fun to you? Do you want one in your city? Guess what? You can... 
you can host one of your own. And if you're going, oh, I don't want to do any work. Really, the only work involved is is finding out the route that you're going to be taking, route, route, whatever. And it's just one mile. And if you're too shy to talk to your local, you know, um, lawmakers, <laughs> your council, we can talk to them for you and find out. Because really, right now, it's as long as you're not charging for anything, because it's a donation-based process. So you're not charging for anything. So um, you could technically do this without contacting any of your local city officials. But, you know, it's always a good thing to do that to make sure that everything's done the right way. We can help you with that. We can help you with uh, your recruiting. Anything you need help with, if you want to host one in your area, just let us know. Just contact us through any of the sites that we've listed tonight and uh, have your own Mighty Mass Mile. Because, you know, who knows? You may have just a huge group of cosplayer friends or a huge group of, uh, you know, 501st buddies or whatever it is. Um, just let us know. Post your own. That's what we want. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, if if you turn up and there are just three of you and you walk a mile in some great costumes, take a video of it. You're you're going to be part of a group of hundreds of other people doing the same thing. You're never going to be, you know, you're never going to be alone or in or looking stupid when you're compared to the hundreds of other people who <laughs> are probably going to be dressed crazier than you <laughs> doing crazier things. To be so uh, don't be shy. Yeah. Get involved. I'm happy to look stupid for charity. I don't, you know. I was just going to say, I bet you're laughing because you're like, whatever, I look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, I look stupid every day. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Man, last weekend weekend I had a a pink wig on with a a blue satin cape, you know, walking through the streets of San Francisco. So talk about silly. Whatever, man. Bring it. I I love, come at me, bro. (laughs) I'm being silly. (laughs) I'll sign you up. Hey, go ahead and mock me. I'm a grown man that dresses like Batman. Go ahead. And... <laughs> they're, they're just jealous. I got no room to, to mock anyone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know what? The the Legacy Initiative, by the way, if you're in Utah and you're listening to this and you're like, who are these people? Check them out. Go to their Facebook page. Or, or you know, do you have a website that you'd rather they go to than the Facebook page, Travis? Well, Facebook is okay. We do have... Uh, LegacyInitiative.org. It's currently being revamped, and uh, we've got Legacy-Initiative.com, and that one's going to be abandoned pretty soon. It'll uh, it'll redirect to the other site, but Facebook's just fine. You can reach us through there. Yeah, you know, I'm finding that Facebook still is a good old dependable. Hey, we update it all the time, you know. Type whereas we don't update all our websites, you know, that often. It's Facebook we do. We all tend to be on yeah. there, so you might as well update while you're on there. Um, and what? Let's see. Another event that's uh, that's important. And Travis, I don't know if you got to hear about this one, but you might be interested because I know that you do these little short, short little videos and such. Um, this one is called Hero Reels Five Minute Film Fest. Now. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Five minutes or less. Now you teach my interest. See, there you go. I knew it. I knew it, you filmmaking guy. Um, This one is going to be held during the the, um, Comic-Con weekend as well, 
where we'll view them in San Diego, but all the videos will be online for people to look at. And there will be prizes, you know, most humorous, uh, mm-hmm. best storyline, things like that. Yeah. So um, what it is, is is as long as it's a hero-based, hero or villain-based, five minutes or less can't be longer than five minutes or we can't take it, I'm sorry, because then we'd get people giving us ten minutes, eight minutes, and, you know, five minutes whole or less. feature films. Right, no, right, exactly. Here, check out my whole feature film. No, no, <laughs> maybe another time. <laughs> but this one is a five-minute, because there are a lot of people we know who like to do superhero or supervillain-based short, you know, videos, short films. So um, we are going to be putting that Facebook page up this week, but um, you can check check out uh, for now uh You'll see an announcement on the Mighty Mask Mile pages because that one, you know, they're they're close in timing. They're happening close by, and what we're gonna have is is um, like I said, prizes. Uh, we're gonna have all these videos come in and just display them on a page as a gallery, and it's just for fun. It's just somewhere that that uh, all our real life superhero and real life supervillain friends can can submit, you know, cool prizes too. These are going to be great. So that the they'll be like I said, they will be previewed at uh, Comic Con weekend, which is July 10th, 11th, and 12th, and available that weekend online for other people to see, you know, in the gallery. But we will give you a deadline for submissions. It seems like it'll be a month before Comic-Con. So think about what you want to do, five minutes, and check out the categories and start getting working on your on your video. And I, I can't wait. <laughs> I so, can't wait. I've got to ask on, on, the, on the, the hero reels as well, and I hate mm-hmm. to throw you under the bus by asking this, but uh, do you no, think ahead. we might see Nation of Heroes uh, rear its head. Oh, I'm glad you oh. asked. You, you will absolutely see Nation of Heroes, at least um, because Nation of Heroes is something we started two years ago, and uh, oh. it's, it's time. It's time for it to to finally show itself in public. Um, and it's a ser- It was going to be a full length documentary, but now it is a series of uh, short little. Um, documentary webisodes and it will be making its debut at the Hero Reels Film Fest as well. Oh, so. will, you, will you be sure to trim a certain little chunk of footage out of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's oh. right. Okay, I'm I'm gonna bust Travis yeah. up. That's right. You know the very first year that we met him in Project Hope and th- these are called Consequences of your actions, Mr. Heisel. Um, oh, we 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 stayed at a great big giant house in San Diego. It was like six bedrooms, five baths. We rented, um, excuse me, for a bunch of us, and we invited the Legacy Initiative back that night to hang out with us because they were so cool. But I think we gave them a little too much wine and a little too much beer that night. So when we interviewed them. <laughs> Wine, beer, whiskey, tequila. You know, we wanted to we wanted to loosen them up for the interview. What can I say? And and you know, um, 
boy, talk about a masterpiece of an understatement. Loosen the moon. Yeah, that was a – don't yeah. worry, Travis. We won't embarrass you too much. Oh, I'm, I'm terrified to see that footage. I, just I didn't. Be I didn't say. I didn't say we wouldn't embarrass you. I just said we wouldn't embarrass you too much. So that alone <laughs> is worth checking out. The oh. hero. <laughs> oh, so, it's, so, it's going to be so bad. See, I love that reaction. That just makes me want to put all of them. Out oh, oh, it puts oh. my stomach in a knot to think about it. <laughs> Like, Don't worry, I, I'd never make you guys. You guys got me kind of tore up, and I was sleep deprived from the trip down there, and then running the outreach, you know, working on that, and then, and so part of like the over excessive amount of burritos kept us working extra long. Then we get over there, and I'm bracing on an empty belly, so that you guys can exploit me. <laughs> you know what, Travis? <laughs> I don't care. No, I'm kidding. Oh gosh. No, I'm it's good time. I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. Hard time. Victor knows this. I, I I would never do anything to make my brothers look bad. So you, know, you guys, it's all gonna work. So, yeah, it's and Specter, thank you for bringing that up because I would have completely forgot to to mention that Nation of Heroes are a documentary that we started filming in 2013. Um, will finally be viewable uh, this summer. So it is two years in the making. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I am. I am and for yeah, people who don't know, go ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see it as well because you you filmed us out on patrol in Harlem doing a, I think it was a, a a crime patrol we were doing actually looking for a um a guy who had attacked uh, women in that area. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was, subway. Uh, you know, subway attack. Yeah. And it was um, that was the first time I met you. Specter was was. For those of people who are going, what the hell is Nation of Heroes? It was a, a road trip that we had in 2013. We went across the country. We we got in our van. Um, we needed 17 grand to do the trip. We only raised five grand, but then we footed the rest ourselves. <laughs> we did, <laughs> and and we spent 27 days out on the road. Um, 27 days. We went from California to uh you know we went down to project hope started off the trip there and a van full of us uh we rolled across the country and did 25 states 27 days so uh and came back and we filmed people along the way who were doing good things for their community it's just you know it's it's meant to be uplifting. It's meant to show you that there are heroes out there, unsung heroes who are trying to do what they can, you know, and they never get any any credit for anything they do, but we want to inspire others to try to do what they're doing. And that's what Nation of Heroes is all about. I'm freaking excited. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of hoping from the New York side to be putting in a film, um, and I, I can't take any credit for it. We, we had around the same time period, maybe a little earlier, before Nation of Heroes, uh, a friend of ours locally was doing a, a degree in, in media um, at uh, City of New York University. Um, and uh, she did a, a project where she filmed us on patrol. She, she did things like filming uh, Dark Guardian doing his superhero martial arts club to young kids and 
talking to the kids about what being a hero means and that kind of thing. And uh, she, when they had the premiere of their their movies, well, you know, during essentially the graduation ceremony, I guess for her for her media degree, um, she got a standing ovation, and then people were, you know, were howling at how how great this movie was. So I'm uh, nice looking to see if she's willing to share that for the uh, for the Hero Reels Film Festival because it would be a it would be a good fit. It was pretty inspirational. Well, see, things like that, you know what I mean? Um, We need inspiring films. We need funny films. We need, you know, whatever we can get in there that just uh, shows the real-life superhero community in different, uh, just, you know, from different viewpoints, in different lights, as it were, Uh, and sometimes as Batman, right, Travis? (laughs) (laughs) Not just sometimes. Now see, now see. Here's the thing. What, what what would be really cool is you get the nation of heroes because you guys are in the very first, you know, ones uh, because we started off the trip in San Diego. You get, get the legacy initiative from the first nation of heroes, you know, ones, and then get the legacy initiative in their cosplay fun roles of Batman and Joker and such. It's, how's that? That just shows. <laughs> That just shows the spectrum of of where the nation, the legacy initiative can go at any time. That's exciting to me. Yeah, little 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 all over the place, but in a good way. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Uh, people are hearing us talk to the. I have to I have to do this real quick because I realize that you know. I assume that people know what we're talking about half the time here. Um, and really, if someone's calling in for the first time or, you know, second time, whatever, and they've never heard of Na- uh, Legacy Initiative, you know, and we're sitting here talking about all this, I, I just want to say that the Legacy Initiative, if you look them up, like on Facebook or, you know, at their main website, uh, this is a group of just philanthropic people who um, – have become a 501c3. It's a pretty big deal now in in uh, Utah. They will feed people by the thousands, and their bean and cheese burrito outreaches are are getting pretty famous out there. And they're trying to do even more for the homeless community. Like, I'll let, in fact, I'll let you take this right now, Travis, and let people know what else the Legacy Initiative's up to. Oh my gosh, what are we up to? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, We've been all over the place. Uh, Our homeless services team has has regular outreach uh, once a month on the first Saturday. We typically have anywhere from 120 to 160 volunteers on the street, and generally a kitchen crew of 35, 40 people usually right around there. Mm. We've got a, a weekly uh, daytime, usually on Thursdays, a small outreach. And uh, that's a little bit more focused on clothing. We've got the Hope Blockers Project. That's uh, short-term temporary storage for homeless folks. It's, uh, it's to enable people to get jobs and to go to medical appointments and whatever they need. And sometimes, you know, just to get a load off of their back. When you live like a turtle, it's a, it's a pretty rough life. And uh, so these are these short-term walkers that, that are free for use. And uh, there's some exciting stuff going to be coming with that. The uh, fabrication began just today on the first unit. So that will be running out. Wow. 
Uh, cosplay yeah. teams booming, they're getting busier and it's it's growing. Uh, we'll have monthly workshops uh, teaching different practices and principles and techniques and materials and, and such related to, to costume making. You know, some some thermoplastics workshops, uh, 3D printing, working with with foams and different paints, and it's there's a whole lot going on there. It's quite a bit of fun. I'm really enjoying that team right now. And then we've got our green team that uh, does the community gardening, and uh, in the American Fork Garden, it's uh, it's already planted out and. The, the peas are coming up and it's doing well. And then uh, the Central Civic Hill Garden in downtown Salt Lake is uh, is planted, and that garden is actually uh, serving the homeless population in the area. So if people can uh, can sign up for a plot and grow their produce, and then we've arranged for a uh, a spot at the farmers market, so they can then go there and sell their the produce of the farmer's market. So we're uh, trying to help people become a little more self-sufficient. So that one's going, and I, I, I can keep going. <laughs> There's, we're, we're pretty busy right now. Things are, things are booming, and we're just running our guts out. I, I don't think you guys so, have enough to do. No, I think you need to step no, up I'm, your efforts there, buddy. We're going to just sit down and brainstorm and think <laughs> of the next project. <laughs> Oh man! Now, now I got to ask you. This is important because people are wondering. Well, I've got a team, and I'd like to someday do you know get to where you guys are. What What would you tell them? Because you guys got to be a five hundred one c three. What like a couple years ago was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was on March twenty eighth of two thousand thirteen. It was exactly one year after our first meeting that we got that our uh, letter of of uh, acceptance came from the IRS. Sweet. It was a, it was a little, when we formed, it was just some people I thought, you know what, let's do some really awesome stuff and uh, let's make our community a better place. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. Uh, <laughs> no experience with, you know, 501c3s, with running a charity, with, with dealing with the legal paperwork. We had no idea. So it took a little while to muddle through that. And, uh, and to raise up the money, I, I think it ended up costing us somewhere around like twenty two hundred bucks or something. And for a little teeny startup, that was a decent chunk of change. It, it took us a little bit, but we're we're doing okay. We we started with nine of us, and right now there's I don't even know what the exact number is. <laughs> I, but we're we're above six hundred volunteers on our roster at this point. Now, the, see kids, the growth blows my mind. Yeah, see kids, don't give up. If you've got a little team out there, if you're real-life superheroes and you're listening right now and you're going, man, there's like two of us. That's okay. Look, it took Travis and his group a year from the starting point to get to the 501c3. You just so, have to be tenacious. You never quit. And when you're, when you're tired, it's a little bit more. And that's all, you know, if you want to build something and you want to succeed, that's just kind of the way things have to go in life. If you want it bad enough, you're going to work for it. Absolutely. 
And uh, that's really important because after you get the 501c3, so many doors open up for you, right? I mean, you know, you can get, for one thing, you can get donations, and people can get them, you know, as tax write-offs now. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really hard to get donations when you're a lone wolf or a, a small team that's mm-hmm. non-formal. That in legal status, it's, it's rather challenging. Everybody is going to look at you with a raised eyebrow. And so yeah. having your 51C3 gives you that a level of credibility that, you know, now you're able to seek the donations. But on the same side, it also comes with heightened responsibilities. You're, there's a lot of record-keeping, a lot of reporting to the state and to the IRS and, you know, various agencies. So it, it comes with its responsibilities, too, but it's, a, it's really, really helpful if you're trying to do big things. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. Um, well, we've got 13 minutes left in the show. Um, Spectre, I've, I've yapped uh, everyone's ears off and um, I've pulled I poor know, Travis. Right? Into, <laughs> right? I yeah. know. Sorry, it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be the Travis show. I thought I'd just call him and say hi. No, 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 no. We didn't get to chat with you last weekend, so this is great that you came in and, you know, <laughs> connected some of these puzzle pieces. Besides that, your group is very involved in a couple of these events coming up for, um, you know, for in the next few weeks. In fact, Project Hope is is how many weeks away? Eight weeks away? That's yeah, it's it, buddy. coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. So anybody yeah, who's we're getting ready to budget for materials for that. It's, it's that close. <laughs> yeah. See. So before I talk the rest of the show away, my dear co-host, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I feel so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, sort you know what? I, there's one one other event which we talked about, I guess, probably about maybe five shows ago um, when we had Misfit on the air. Uh, <gasps> That's right. For a bodybuilder, you know, fitness extraordinaire. And yeah. that is the Warrior Dash. And, and so, obviously, the, the last few years, Misfit has run a team called Misfit for Life um, mm-hmm. who have... Uh, uh, I guess primarily for the same charity that I mentioned earlier, the, the St. Jude's uh, Research Hospital. And, um, I mean, they've raised, how much was it? More than 30000 Was it 50, no, it was uh, almost 50, 50, like 49000 Just Just a little shy of $50,000 in three years. And by the way, Travis, someday you're going to have to do the dash with us. That's all there is to it. Okay. Man, no, I- you, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. Muddy up, buddy. <laughs> So yeah, so I guess you know yeah, as you say, the the level of um, contributions that Misfits team have put together is incredible, like insane, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, and, and traditionally that's been in California, and there's been a, an annual Warrior Dash, and for whatever reason that wasn't happening this year. But there is a bigger Warrior Dash uh, in Tennessee, um, which. I, I know I opened my big mouth and signed myself up for it when uh, Misfit was on and I was trying to be all uh, macho and testosterone and all that stuff. Um, so I'm definitely in for for Tennessee in October for the Warrior Dash. Are you I serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there. I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, see. Because, yeah, I'm bummed that it's not here in Northern Cal because it was always so easy. Oh, I, I only have to drive maybe 40 minutes and I get to go to the Warrior Dash. Um, our old teammate, Tom Strange, is going to be, you know, there in Tennessee. So we're going to hook up with him and whoever he gets for a team. But 
I was kind of bummed, you know, I didn't have to buy a plane ticket. I could just go right here, but I guess I definitely have to buy that plane ticket now since my co-host is going to be there. Yeah, I can't uh, show you up, surely. Right, sucker. I'm telling you, Travis, you got to get the Legacy Initiative in on a Warrior Dash sometime. You guys oh, all boy. Mud- you guys did the color run, but you know what? Oh. That it, that's not mud, baby. It's got to be mud. It's got to be in places you didn't know existed, you know? That's that's when you're a true warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you're finding mud two weeks later. Whoa, hey. Not, not even kidding. There? Not even kidding. It's it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. we got to get you out here for the color festival one of these years. We've seen the pictures of that, right? Oh, that looks yeah. fun. Yeah, I've seen Ted Mills, uh, his pictures of the color festival. That lo- that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a, it's a hoot. You're, you've got color... I dug purple out of my ear last night with a Q-tip. I'm not kidding you. Ah. No how long I like, <laughs> I'm still I'm still experiencing the colors, and that was what like a, a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. See, we and, gotta get you muddy. And purple came out of my ear. <laughs> That's nasty. Oh, well, we gotta get you muddy. <laughs> I'll be happy when yeah. I see the, the the legacy initiative. Can you imagine? It's like get Ted's got glasses on, trying to see Ted with trying to look out. Oh. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, you can't see it through glasses, so he's gonna have to have like goggles or something, you know. I can't run. I'm too old for that stuff. Oh please, like, I can I'm older than pretty you. Good. I, you oh, know what? Gosh. I'm not gonna bust out my age here, but I'm older than you, and I did it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a lot tougher than me. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You're pretty well, tough with yourself. <laughs> I must say, though, I mean, talking about tough, Misfit is, you know, surely, Whoa. surely the queen of tough. And I've got to say, I, I'm feeling the pressure. Even even though we're talking October here, I, I'm uh-huh. feeling that pressure to get in shape, even <clears throat> vaguely in shape, before doing any kind of run with Misfit because. I don't want to be the the fat ginger guy <laughs> like who drowns on Misfits watch. She has to be like pulled from the mud by divers because you know <laughs> flailing oh around God. like a fool. Okay, so Warrior Dash Mud Run Guide. Okay, for 2015. I'm um, looking because the smartest thing you can do if you're going to do the Warrior Dash and yeah, Misfit. By the way, is a for people who don't know, she's a. Uh, she was a Miss Olympia runner-up. She is a pro bodybuilder. She's amazing. She's like the sweetest, most wonderful person, but she's a badass, you know, at the same time. And she uh, she actually personally, um, for me, she's gotten my entire family back into the gym. We've been going for about a month and a half now straight, uh, being consistent because of Miss Fit. She's, she's a real inspiration. But uh, if you're going to go do the Warrior Dash, you know that you can actually check out the course. You do know this, right, uh, Spectre? Um, you can see what kind of course it is, and they'll tell you whether it's hills, whether it's, you know, moder- it's, see, I'm reading it right now. It says moderately hilly course. So, um, you know, the one they had here last year was extremely hilly. I'm not kidding. It, it had a hill that went up for about a mile straight. And wow. they warned you about that. Yeah, people were getting like heat, heat, uh, you know, exhaustion and such because it's bad. But yeah, I, uh, look up their uh, look up their obstacles, and they'll tell you what they've got so you can train for them. 
Yeah, I must admit, I'm, I'm training for another race just before that, a race called Beat the Blurch, which is a, um, a race that's run by the guy who, or organized by the guy who uh, writes the Oatmeal comic. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's all about just fighting lethargy and, and being positive and all that kind of stuff. It's another thing I'm going to be doing to uh, just generate some money for charity. But, um, but yeah, I'm, and this is like a 10K race uh, a couple of weeks before the Warrior Dash. So uh, I've been trying to work on the cardio. I bought myself a new bike last week and uh, hit, I was literally every morning, I'm at 6 a.m., I do 10 miles on the bike trails around here in the forest. So it's, uh, you know, it's getting there little by little. Wow, see, see, good for you. Um, man, I'm looking at this going, okay, yeah, I'm going to start training for this with you because, uh, <laughs> hey, nice. yeah, don't leave yeah, me in Tennessee all on my own. It doesn't, you know, when, when we were talking about this warrior dash, I, I asked uh, White Scorpion, um, who's Misfit's husband, um, you know, where this place is, where the warrior dash is, and he said the only, um, the, the only thing that this town is known for, other than the Warrior Dash this year, is that it was the birthplace of the original KKK, and they've actually got a plaque there, apparently in town. Which uh, there were uh, lots, lots of funny comments about the amount of people that are going to go and piss on that at some point during the event. Oh but, uh, my God! Yeah, if I were a man, I would join them. But you know, even <laughs> not being a man, I might join them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pee party on the uh, KKK plaque. Let's all do that. Help you do that. There's devices to help me peace and help. there are actually so. Yeah, my, my mother oh, has one of those. Good Lord. It's the kind of thing uh, I don't want to know that my mother-in-law has, but. Uh, oh, yeah. good gravy! The CP yeah, is that what that thing's called? Yeah, Shiwi, they're called. Yeah, the yeah. Shiwi. There you go. Yeah, and this is where the show just went downhill. <laughs> we escalated. That escalated quickly. Right? <laughs> degraded rather so <laughs> okay we've got degraded. we've got four minutes left uh in the show so um i'm not i'm trying to think of anything we may have forgotten i think we're uh did we cover everything and by the way specter uh thank you for reminding me if anybody wants to join misfits warrior dash team i mean they welcome everybody Everybody, honestly, uh, if a goofball like me can do a warrior dash, trust me, you guys, you can too. Um, you can check active slash ism dot com, active hyphen ism ism dot com. Uh, it's all about Misfits team and um, where they're going to be and all that other stuff for the Warrior Dash because they're they're a bunch of really good people, good-hearted, sweet people. And trust me, you meet them, you do this dash, and I guess you know what you're going to be friends for life because that's just the kind of people they are. Um, no attitudes, no drama, no nothing. Just really nice people. So I I think you we just did. know that they are going to be the top earning. Team oh in terms yeah. Of generating uh you know money for charity because they, well, they just nail they it every, every year. year. Right? Every year, yeah. yeah, they're the top. By the way, if you join Misfits group, check this out. Just because they're the top uh you know fundraisers in wherever they go, they they literally are the top fundraisers. Um because they work that hard. They always get the VIP tent. Now you're going, what the hell is a VIP tent? Well, instead of getting you, you get private showers. Um, you get food and and drink usually in the tent before and after the race. And if, if that doesn't sound good enough, think about this. The way that you get showered off when you're not in the VIP tent is to stand under this giant 
hose that the fire trucks are providing. Um, it's, it's a stream of water coming off of a fire truck, so it's cold. It's really hard on you. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's that's what people who don't get to get into the VIP tent have to deal with. Um, so join up with Miss Fit if you're going to do this. Get that VIP treatment, I tell you what. And, and not only that, they also, the VIP tent lets you uh, check in all your gear there. So you don't have to worry, where am I going to put my stuff? Who's going to watch this stuff while I'm running the race? Well, they, they check it in at the tent. So there you go. Two minutes left, my friends. Does anybody have anything they want to say? Yeah, how about you, Travis? Is there anything you want to plug or uh, promote in the last couple of minutes of the show? Oh, shoot, I already hit everything earlier, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did enough talking for, like, four episodes. Well, you know, oh. I, I've got something to say then. So I'm, I'm going to be <clears throat> away for the next two weeks, which causes me almost physical pain not to be doing this radio show because I have to say these Tuesday nights are the high point of my week. But, unfortunately, I'm going to be traveling back to the United Kingdom and I'm going to be... Uh, five hours time difference behind so the idea of doing a radio show at 3 a.m. from my uh, parents house might <laughs> when I'm staying on someone's couch <laughs> may not be uh, as attractive oh, no. as doing it from home nope, nope 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 and while you're there you're going to be picking me up some of that all-day breakfast stuff right those cans that I'm I can pack a bag full of it <laughs> dude I'm so gonna buy you an extra suitcase <laughs> just for those <laughs> Um, let's see, a minute left. Well, let's thank our listeners then, because, you know, whether you're listening to this live or archived, you know, we're we're glad that you tuned in, and we hope we tempted you and inspired you in some way, you know, to join us or do your own thing like this. Yeah, so we'll, we'll post all of the links to these different events. We'll post links to the Legacy Initiative as well, so you can check out uh, what, what Travis is various teams of hundreds and hundreds of people that Yo. we're so jealous. But, uh, yeah, what everyone's yeah, up to there, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, check out all the stuff that we've been talking about tonight. And if you've got any questions at all, just ping us a message, drop us a line on Facebook, and, uh, you know, ask away, and we'll we'll be happy to help. Absolutely. And Geekpile is in the chat room saying, nice to uh, hear from Travis while I was at work. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, Ten seconds. Thanks, everybody. Have a safe week. We love you, and we will see you next week. Woo! Take care, everyone. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.